Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Happy episode number five here in the Bowtie Treasures Studio. I am always delighted to come here and share a little bit about furniture artist's life, experiences, tips, and helpful information. I'm always open to feedback, so if you've got some ideas and things you want to hear about, you always can message me on social media at Bowtie Treasures, and uh, we'll see where it goes in the future. So far, I'm just working down my long list, and uh, it always is interesting to figure out which one do I want to attack next, if you will. Sometimes it just depends on what comes up and uh, what's happening around my furniture artist life. And I think my number one challenge this week, and you probably have come across it yourself, that is the area of staying creative or creativity, if you will. And I want to talk about that tonight in this episode. One of the things that I think is important, and I'm no expert in the the term, but I want to just read the definition that I found, and I'm sure there's many out there. Creativity is the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. You may not find yourself as defined as a creative furniture artist, but it's most likely you are being creative at minimum in just choosing a color for an item, whether it's home decor, furniture, you name it, you pick it, whatever that might be, you you have to be a furniture artist in that regard or a creative person. So sometimes it's a level of creativity, if you will. We hear people talk about the idea of, oh, you're so creative, uh, almost like you were born with it. I believe there's an exercise that takes place as well. What I mean by that is if you're not in the action of trying to be creative, you're probably not going to stretch your creativity. Yes, there is an element of creativity in what you, let's say, are born with or where you are at in your life, but it is an exercise. It is a practice. And the more opportunities you take and you push yourself, I believe the more creative you're going to be. So just to define it, it is the use, okay, the use of imagination. But I do like the idea in that terminology about the original ideas. What that means is you're not looking constantly at someone else's work and saying, I'm going to copy that. I'm all for looking, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, about finding that piece that inspires you. That's a diff- That's different than... I'm going to use that piece and I'm going to copy exactly what they did. So let's be clear on that. But do you find that there are times that when you go into your mental or your gut feeling of creativity and there's nothing there, you get silence back. Nothing comes when you need it. You need to be creative. You've got a project. It's time to be creative. And nothing's there. It happens to all people. All creatives get that moment. 
Sometimes it's because we're faced with a challenge that is intimidating or overwhelming. And that oftentimes can start turning the knob on that creativity down. And we don't look at it as an opportunity of, wow, I'm ready to explode on this piece and do some amazing creativity. Sometimes it's, wow, we're facing a giant. What am I going to do? I can't do it. It's bigger than I can. So we've got to get past that. In the furniture artist's life, we often are t- times are expected to keep cranking out great ideas, imaginative work, or creative solutions. It's a demand that gets placed on us. Our customers, our followers, our friends expect more. You know, you don't want to hear, well, they keep doing the same thing or they always are doing that. You want to be known as the, how did you see what else they did or the new technique that they demonstrated? That feels better, right? That just sounds, sounds, sounds good. Who doesn't want to be part of that? But that's a lot to expect anybody to do. To do. So sometimes what happens is you lose your passion. You lose that creativity. Call it different words, that energy. You lose the fun. But passion is doing what you love. It's the driving force to make you do the next piece or to want to dig for more creativity, more avenues of excitement in that regard. So if you can... You need to define, figure out what it is that you love to do. What excites you? Have you ever thought about writing that down? I love to do and fill in the blank. I love to paint furniture with my fingers, if you will. I'm just making that up. Maybe there's some that do that. Or I love bright colors. You hear people say, I don't want to do white, cream, and gray. I want to do bold. I want to do fun. If that's what you love to do, that's almost like the propane tank to your burner, if you will. You've got to have that. Usually what happens is if you are losing creativity, there's probably a lack of passion. Passion drives you to want to discover more or try something new. So have you pulled away from that passion or your target of what you're passionate about and what you loved? It could be that you've gotten distracted by something you've seen. You say, well, I want to try that. And the next thing you know, it just isn't it what you really love. You're, you're almost trying to, you're faking the, the passion and the excitement. So I, I recommend that you define what it is you love to do. You might say, well, you know, I've kind of told uh, myself and family that I don't want to do assembly line work doesn't mean I don't ever do it, but my passion is not, let me do 15 nightstands and just paint them all white. I mean, to me, that would be the worst. But some people might love that. But also you might find that some people have a passion to support their family and pay for, put food on the table. And they don't care what they do as long as they, that, that's what they want to do. But if it is creativity that you're aiming for, that my recommendation is that you've got to stay within your passion element because that's going to inspire you to want to do the creative items. So define what it is that you love. I will tell you that sometimes if there are 20 steps, it may not be, of course, that you love all 20 steps. 
For example, you might love finding the furniture. We'll call it the hunt. That may be where you enjoy things. Once you get it home and then you realize there's work to clean it, there's work to repair it, sand it, prep it, you've lost your love. You know, your love is defined. You may be a better picker than you are a furniture artist. You might have others where they just do not, they hate confrontation, they don't want to go out. They just want to prep and paint it. You might need to find someone who loves to pick for you, as an example. But you may love the variety of all the process, the hunt, the prep, the painting, the posting, the selling, the reward of getting paid, all of it's great to you, and that's good too. But it may be that you enjoy one step more than another. If you're a furniture artist, more than likely you got into furniture art, painting furniture or home decor because you like the artistic part. The other part you can do without, but it's a need, needful thing. So it helps to define that because you might need to find out where did you lose the excitement. I'm losing it because I'm not excited about the pieces I'm buying. You might need to focus on the hunt better. You're not doing, you're not finding the right pieces. And we'll get to that too. I have two categories I want to talk about. First, let's talk about the warnings. And then we'll end this episode with suggestions to help maybe put some more fire in your creativity. First warning I have is be careful not to compare yourself to others. I go through this. I'm sure other creatives, you experience it as well where you see so-and-so post a piece or you see something on Pinterest and you you quickly think, I can never do that. I'm not that good. Nobody's asking you to be that good. Nobody's asking you to be that, to do that. that. That's their passion. That's their place that they have found. Uh, I see work all the time. I'm like, man, I really would love to do that. But that requires passion and energy that, And I guess you want to say a little bit of vision for that style. doesn't mean I shouldn't try it or can't try it. It just is not coming out of you. You know what I mean? Like, what's coming out of you? If I put a box in front of you and all your supplies, what would you put on that box? Is it going to be meticulous? Is it going to be layered, creative, blended, splattered? I mean, what is your style? Over the top, all the things. You know what I mean? I, th- I do recommend that you experiment, try different techniques or bring techniques into your technique and try some different avenues. But there's nothing wrong with, I painted my box red, one, two coats of red, and it's done. Some people can't do that. They just, they don't know how to stop. That's just not in them. It might be your thing. But be careful not to compare yourself to others because you may not have what's You may not have in you what's in them and to judge yourself by what other people do. Even comes to success. They may be super successful. That may not be your adventure and your path. Don't worry about that. You do what you have a passion for because that's where you're going to find the joy. Also ask yourself, because there's repercussions to your choices, of course, so how's your creativity affecting your sales? For example, I can't sell anything. Or maybe you have a booth. We talked about booth life in episode four. None of my pieces are selling my booth. It's possible that you've put so much creativity and craziness into your pieces that nobody really appreciates it or wants it. So don't be so creative in your art that it won't sell. 
what you may need to do is say every five pieces, one, I'm going to do crazy stuff just to show people my, my skill set, but the rest is going to pay the bills. That's fine. That's a better balance. You might find that your work gets dozens or hundreds of likes and, and hearts and everybody loves your work. But again, you put it in your booth, put it on Marketplace, you list it, crickets. Nobody cares. Nobody. So it could be that the, the United States and your followers love it. But in your community, nobody wants um, sparkle and bedazzle and this, 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 and this, and this. You know what I mean? So you, yes, you need to find your way. But if you're going to sell locally, you might need to find the local way. So somewhere you got to find a creative way to meet the customer's demands or find another avenue to sell your work. There's probably somewhere online that you can push that that someone's going to love it. But anyways, there is a balance there. So don't. it's not all glamorous, meaning you can do all the fun things. But if you're in the process of trying to sell, you need to do the fun things that people want to buy as well. You might also find that if you're having a hard time being creative, it may be that you're just one of my, it's kind of my, one of my points and suggestions is take a break, but it's possible that you've taken such a long break that you're just craving the doing. So if you haven't been creative in a while, it goes back to my earlier point, get creative, just go do something, pick up something that you haven't done in a while and just put a brush, put some paint on it. No demands, no expectations, just the do. Go to an estate sale or a thrift store and just buy something unusual that, and just do. The creativity will come. So it's important that you be in the act. So if you feel like, oh, I'm not very creative, I'm not feeling it, there's a good chance that you just are it's because you're not doing it. So watch out for the warnings. You're finding yourself comparing yourself you are also so creative that nobody's buying your work. I will tell you that I personally feel oftentimes that when my furniture is not selling, it's a discouraging, it circles back to the creativity. And I always find myself just keep going. It will still eventually work on the next piece. It'll take care of itself. It always works out. But if you're getting discouraged because nobody's buying your pieces, it will affect your creativity. And you really want to have freedom when it comes to that regards. Also, and then three, watch out that everybody's loving your craziness and that could influence your creativity in a good way, but it's going to turn out that the pieces aren't selling. You can get discouraged. So be careful of that vicious cycle. Let's talk about some suggestions. First of all, if you're in a rut, creativity's not coming. How do you stay creative? I do recommend that you find You know, we talked about the different steps and one of them was the hunt. I recommend that you purposely invest in some projects that will boost your creativity. You see these people in these creative groups say, hey, I just, I'm so excited. I just picked this up. I can't wait to start on it. That little moment, that comment, I can't wait to get started on it. It's because they found something so incredible. They can't wait to start on it. Nobody's posting a piece of furniture saying, I just bought this really boring uh, dresser. I, I don't want to work on this. Nobody's posting that one. Now, they may be asking for ideas, but nobody's posting it because of their lack of excitement. Does that make sense? Everybody wants to share the fun, exciting part. 
oh, I'm, I'm just in love with this piece. I can't wait to start it. It's got so much potential. I'm in love and I'm in love and I'm in love. That's what you need. So you need to invest often, sometimes in a piece that is incredible. Maybe it's $100 more than you'd ever pay, but it's a piece that you just don't find. And you want to go ahead and get that piece because that is the kind of piece that you're going to find is going to boost your morale and your creativity. There's nothing like a little bit of energy to keep your creativity going. So buy something that's creative or unusual and you've invested in it. You'll find yourself getting a big boost. As I mentioned a while ago, taking a break is a good idea. It's like, you know, when you crave some kind of food, oh, I'm really craving Italian or I'm craving craving whatever. Well, sometimes you just haven't had it in so long. Your, your taste buds just want to try it again. Same thing with creativity. I think I just really want to do some blending again. I haven't done it in a while. That's a good thing too. So taking a break from a technique or a type of piece and uh, is, a good, is a good opportunity to try. Also, uh, the third one is try something not related to your particular creative avenue. If you're constantly painting dressers, try a jewelry box. Try a different era or style or technique. Maybe you're always upscale and classy. Try some shabby chic. It just gives you some contrast to compare. Oh, I realize how much I really do love blending after all, or I really do love shabby chic after all, whatever it might be. So do something not related to what you do a lot. That also can fall into, for example, maybe pick up a canvas and paint a canvas instead of painting furniture. Oftentimes, uh, human beings need the creative outlet. So if you're constantly pushing creativity... Do something that's not creative, like maybe write, write a poem. It'll make you want to go back to your creative. So try something totally opposite, if you will. The other thing you might try is getting back to the basics. If you're always going over the top with your piece, simply try to paint a piece, two coats of the same color, and call it a day. It will sometimes spark a thought in your mind that, wow, I really know why I love doing what I'm doing. And I'll kind of take you back to your roots of where you want to be. So sometimes back off a little bit. And then from a, from a distance, you'll realize, wow, I, I, I do love that after all. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll go back and look at where I started. Almost jokingly look at my work and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe I painted that. But then you appreciate where you are now. So if you get in, you're getting in a rut where you are now, go back a year or two and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe I, look what I did. I watched a video of myself about a year ago, do a technique, and I, asked, I told myself, I'm really shocked that I did it that way. I would not do it that way anymore. So it almost challenged me uh, to replicate that look, but with the techniques that I would use now. That's a nice way to try things as well. So go back to the basics or go back to where you are. That kind of follows my next point, which is a little bit of the same, but change of perspective. Uh, Change of perspective can happen by you looking at other people's work or, again, going back in time to your own work. That helps too. Let's talk about some avenues of creativity before we finish up. 
I listed quite a few, and we can talk quite a bit about them, but one, avenues of creativity are friends. You might um, ask your friends uh, to critique your work or give you some feedback. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think I should add to this piece? Do you think I went too far? And just get some um, friendly critique or feedback is always nice. Or look at what your friends are doing. Hey, have you tried this? What are you trying lately? What are... What technique would you try instead of what I did? Or what other products are available for what I'm trying to accomplish? They might say, well, hey, have you tried that as a transfer or a stencil? Oh, I didn't think about. So friends can be very honest and helpful in that regard. Of course, we have to list Pinterest or a Google image search, if you will. Uh, There's a million, million things out on Pinterest that you could just scroll. I do recommend that you create Pinterest boards where you can put things like, hey, I'm going to put my shabby chic here. I'm going to put my blending here, my pickling whitewash here. I'm going to do my dressers there. I'm going to do my dark. Just create a bunch of boards. And sometimes it's good just to scroll through. And we call, you know, we might call that a swipe file where you're just, you're just looking, okay? It's one thing to scroll through, let's say, Instagram for an hour and just look at all your friends' work. But purposeful, like today, I need, I'm need. i going to blend on this classy dresser. I'm going to look at 100 blended examples on Pinterest. Not that I'm looking to copy it, but one, it's going to maybe give me a, a different perspective. It's going to give me a different insight. It might give me a color palette that I didn't think about. There's so much that you may gleam and not really know you're doing that. Creative groups are great to be in. Dixie Bell has a chalk paint, um, chalk paint enthusiast group that... There are thousands and thousands of chalk paint enthusiasts in that world of chalk paint. There's many, many, many others that you can be a part of. Uh, I'm, I don't make it a habit to ask other people for advice or color suggestions. I usually solve those challenges on my own, but a lot of people, they need that. They use that as an opportunity to help fuel their creativity, if you will. Because, again, they're getting suggested from other artists. If you're open to that, go for it. But the creative groups are a nice opportunity to do that. Um, I'm more of a, a sharer kind of thing where I'm posting my work and other people might glean from that. And I'm all for helping share those techniques. So depending on where you are in your adventure and your journey, that might be something you try. I, I think it's great because I'll even go back and look at my own Pinterest boards and look at my early work and go, wow, I forgot I did that. That was really a great look. I should try that again. And so oftentimes I'll, I'll resurrect that look that I did maybe two years ago with a different color scheme on a different piece, and that's perfectly fine. I'm going to say community because community could be that you're not in a group. Maybe you have a group of friends that you chat with, um, but you also, again, may reach out to them. Maybe uh, other content creators, brand ambassadors. There's so many ways to to consider community, and uh, I just reached out this week to a couple of artist friends asking them some ideas about things I'm working on. And those things always help with creativity. Because sometimes you just need someone to tell you, that looks really good. You're doing a good job. And that'll boost your creativity too. So posting your work, getting some feedback is always really helpful. Uh, I put a point on here called randomize. And randomize might be try some different techniques. Uh, Maybe today you're blending, tomorrow you're dry brushing the following day you're antiquing the next day you're shading the next day you're transferring and doing glamorous 
There's so many options. So I would recommend that you diversify your artistic portfolio. If you need a lot of avenues for creativity and try some different techniques. So try to randomize. And what that means too is you're buying a lot of different things to randomize on. Not every home decor and project you work on can handle the same technique every time. So I would recommend you do that. And if you follow my work on Bowtie Treasures or through Dixie Bell, you're going to find that uh, pretty much every given project is going to be a different style. And I love that variety. I'm a big variety guy. I just can't do the same thing over and over again. And uh, uh, so you're not going to see um, me do whitewash every piece. You're not going to see blended every piece. I love layers. I love texture. But I like variety more than anything. I would recommend that you have maybe your top 10 people you follow. Maybe they're just always doing something that just pushes you. And they're not necessarily techniques that you're going to do. But they're doing things that say, push yourself. Do more. Try this. Not that you're judging your work as insufficient or not meeting up to standard, but just say, they're pushing themselves. I need to as well. Find those mentors. Find those creative people. And remember, they don't have to be doing the same kind of thing you are as far as furniture. They may be painting canvases with crayons. They may be building cool Lego structures or carving something out of ice or in cement. They don't have to be doing the same uh, type of work you are. Find some people or some avenues that's going to push your creativity to say, if that guy can do it with his teeth and his arm behind his back and blindfolded, then I can do it fully capable. Does that make sense? So find some things that are inspiring and just be uh, open like a sponge and soak that up. If you're struggling with being creative, I hope some of these tips and techniques are helpful to you on your journey at daily basis. Whatever you do, don't Overly judge your work. Don't get discouraged because there's always the next piece. This week, I had a piece that just was really kicking me hard. I don't always get that, but this one was really tough. But I also knew that I had another piece coming up. Get this one done. Get through it. It's going to be great. Someone's going to appreciate it. Don't get discouraged about it. My next piece is going to be fun. So I always have something in my inventory I'm kind of looking forward to it's going to be work, but I'm going to get to it. I'm excited about it. I hope this is helpful to you. This is episode five. Stay creative. Do something awesome. Keep pushing yourself. But sometimes don't forget, take a break too. This is Aaron from the Bowtie Treasure Studio. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.